Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Earn Your Happy podcast, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Melissa Ambrosini. She is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl. She's an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and a self-love teacher. In her signature straight-talking style, Melissa teaches women how to master their inner mean girl, smash through limiting beliefs, and ditch the self-doubt so they can start truly living a life life of their dreams. Her mission is to inspire women across the globe to create a heart-centered life that is wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy, and bursting with love. So let's get started. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. 
Melissa, I think that I found you probably three years ago, and I, I'm not even sure where it was. It was somewhere on social media, maybe a Lorna Jane campaign, but I remember I landed on your site, and you so resonated with me because it was so much about um, what I love talking about as well, and you just, it's like you came to life immediately. That's what I love about you is you're so incredibly um, approachable, and I know on your site it says, I'm like that... Um, Oh, what do you say? I'm like that, that ass kicking pump you up bestie that you never had. And you truly do feel that way on a lot of the stuff that you, um, put out. So thank you so much for being on here. And I would love, love, love for you to take us back to a time long before maybe you knew what you wanted to do, or maybe a time when you felt like you were just completely not in the place where you knew you were supposed to be. Oh gosh, I've had many of those, <laughs> many of those moments. But I think one of the most profound ones for me was about 10 years, uh, sorry, not 10 years ago, in 2010. Mm. Um, so about six years ago now, um, I felt incredibly lost and incredibly unhappy. I had no idea you know, how to dig myself out of this hole that I felt in my life. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital that everything started to shift for me. But before that, it was an incredibly dark time that was very hard to see the light. Mm. I had put all of my you know, idea of happiness and success was in outward material objects and, and things like that and money and how much I earned and the boyfriend and all these sorts of things because I wasn't taught any other way at school. You know, we're not taught about living from a place of love and finding our passion and purpose and becoming, you know, overflowing with love within yourself first where, where, very much brought up on a fear-based mentality and a scarcity mentality. Oh, watch out for that. Oh, don't do that. Oh my gosh, you can't do this. Like, you know, that is driven into us from a very, very young age. And I hit rock bottom at age 24. And so at 24, I really reevaluated all of my beliefs and how I viewed the world. And what I realized was that the way I was living and my beliefs weren't actually mine, they were my parents. Mm. And it was quite an exciting time because I got to rewrite what I believed in. And that didn't happen overnight, definitely not. It was a process Mm. and one that I'm still on today and one that I'm constantly checking in with myself to make sure that I'm aligned to my values. And that's not about, you know, being selfish, um, it's about staying true to what feels right for you because when you do what's true for you, you in turn are allowing the people around you to also have a true experience. Mm, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. So if somebody right now, because I know so many people, I hear that all the time. I'm sure that you do too. Um, you know, from a lot of people, they say I'm stuck or I can't see my way out of this, or, you know, maybe they're just now discovering you are going to go to your website, but what are some of the, you know, what were some of the tools? I know that you said you realized it was your parents' belief. What were some of those things that made you realize that? Or what are some simple tools that if it's, uh, you know, the first time that you're really realizing that these might not be yours, what are some things that I could do? It's about once you have awareness is absolute key. Mm. So once you are aware that you're like, oh, hang on a minute, this isn't actually what I believe. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't my belief. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to blame your parents, you know, or your school teacher or whatever. It's quite an invigorating realization because once you are aware, you can then make a shift. So awareness is absolute key and this is, the mastering your mean goal process. There's a three-step process. And the first step is awareness. The second step is closing the door on that thought. So it's not about slamming the door on that old belief or that limiting belief or that fear-based belief. It's just about gently closing the door on it and then choosing love instead, choosing what feels true for you instead. So 
if you, you know, I use this example in my book around money. You know, I realized that I was, I had such a scarcity mentality around money. And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I realized that that actually wasn't even my belief. Like that was my, my parents' belief and particularly my dad. And I share the story in the book around how, you know, my parents came from not a lot of money. They really had to hustle and struggle and it was a very challenging time for them. Um, so that was ingrained deeply within me until it got to a point where I realized, hang on, what, what do I actually believe in? Like what is, what is Melissa Ambrosini's belief around money? And I believe money is just energy and it's there as a form of exchange that we use to exchange for something that we value. Mm. So rewriting your beliefs is so imperative. Like literally write them down. Write them down on a piece of paper. Write down your beliefs around money and finances. Write down your beliefs around health and wellness. You know, I believe I'm healthy and vital and well or whatever it is. And write down your beliefs around relationships and love. And, you know, it's such a powerful exercise. And it's why I get everybody to do it in my book because it's so powerful. It's incredibly powerful. And it's not something that we're taught to do in school and not something that is even valued enough on our to-do list to do in our own spare time. So it's when we usually have a crisis that we stop and do this work, but we don't have to wait until the crisis. Mm, love that. And you guys, she uh, the book she's referring to is Mastering Your Mean Girl. That's out right now, right, Melissa? Yes, it is out right now. You can uh, get it online or in all good bookstores, depending what country you're in. In Australia and New Zealand and America, it's in all bookstores. Mm. Anywhere else, you can jump on Amazon. Awesome. And we'll direct you to that at the end of this too. But I loved that you used the word invigorating. Um, When you realize that it's awareness and that these aren't your beliefs and that you can actually get the power back by realizing the choices that you're making maybe aren't made from your own thoughts and your own beliefs, because that's exactly how I felt like so empowered at first, you know, you feel like what (laughs) my whole world is flipped on its head, but then you can become incredibly empowered by realizing that you can completely shift how you feel. And I love that you talk about, um, you know, money and, and that it's just an energy exchange. And that brings something else up. Uh, you have some other business academies or business boot camps. What, brought you to wanting to do business? Because first it's like you shift the soul and you really crack people open. Is it, do they realize that they have something they want to put out in the world? And then a lot of different beliefs come up around that. What's your favorite part about working uh, with, with people in business? Well, the reason why, you know, I started the MA Academy Business Bootcamp, which is how to create an online heart-centered business. And it's exactly what I've done to create my business. And I've got some amazing experts on there who share their knowledge and their wisdom as well. But the reason why I wanted to create that was because I believe that everyone has a message and a gift to share with the world, everyone. And I want to help facilitate that delivery. And if I can just play a tiny part in that, then I feel like I'm doing my job well. And, yeah, that's exactly why I do it. I just want to help facilitate people getting their message out there. And that doesn't mean they have to go and be the CEO of a company or Mother Teresa, you know, just even like simply starting a mothering blog where you share your mother tips, you know, around raising children or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. or you're in the corporate world, but you love wellness and, and, and you incorporate how to be healthy and well in the corporate world or something like that. Like I'm just rattling these off the top of my head, but I just really wanted to help people uncover their passions because we all have those things inside us that light us up and that we love. And I want to help people follow that curiosity. I want to help people uncover those passions and their purpose and really share them with the world. Because when you do, 
that is that's you being of service to the world. And I believe our role here is to be the fullest version of ourselves and to share our gifts and ourselves with the world. You know, so when I see someone who is so passionate about something in particular, like I have a girlfriend who is so passionate about organic beauty and she's an organic makeup artist. I will do everything in my possible everything possible to help her get her message out there. I will connect her with people. I will share her articles. I will, because her passion and her drive is just so beautiful to witness Mm. that I want to help facilitate getting that out into the world. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I love that you give people a home and a place for that to really come out. Um, because I think that's, I think that's coming up everywhere right now for so many people is really following those curiosities and the creativity. And it's funny, I was, um, just looking around on your website and I watched a little bit about, uh, you and your husband talking about creativity. I love that. Cause I'm super just like my husband and I, I'm like, Oh my God, these people remind me of us. But, um, <laughs> it, I really loved it because you guys were talking about what happens if you don't express that creativity and that everybody has it inside of them. And I truly believe that too. So what are the things you know, I think people walk around unhappy and we don't know why. And I really think it's a link to creativity. What are some of the things that happen if we don't express that? Well, unexpressed creativity manifests in our body and it can manifest as in different ways. You know, it can manifest as an illness or a dis-ease in the body, like discomfort in the body. So that could be pain, that could be an illness, it could be anything. And that's what happens when we don't express our creativity. So for me personally, like if I'm not doing my creative things that I love, then I feel icky. Mm-hmm. I feel off. I feel icky. So it's something that um, – and we all are creative – Obviously, there's differing varies of degree and color and what that looks like. You know, someone's creativity might be um, cooking and someone else might be creating, you know, music. Mm-hmm. So it looks all different ways and it's not our job to judge how that looks. Our job is to just express whatever that creativity is that's bubbling away inside us. I love that you said that it gives you a lot of freedom when you just look at it that way instead of judging how it looks I remember I used to like should myself to death you know I I should do this or I should do that or this girl's doing this or this is going to make me happy but um, just being able to follow those curiosities and really um, creating a ritual around it so do you have rituals for anybody or or any recommendations on how we can kind of tap into that area Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I have little rituals that help me become overflowing with love within myself, which then allows me to show up as the fullest version of myself, which then I can express my creativity fully. So those rituals for me is like meditation and movement, whether that's yoga or something like that, Pilates, and then connecting with nature. You know, for me, it's like swimming in the ocean, feeling the sand in my feet, like going for walks, getting out of my house, getting away from behind my computer, connecting with people, having conversations with people, um, cooking, you know, watching a sunrise, watching a sunset, like all of these things fill me up, really, truly fill me up. And when I'm full, then I am at my fullest to express my creativity completely. Mm. And we have to get ourselves to that place first. Um, And it's sometimes challenging, you know, it's sometimes it won't flow effortlessly. Mm. And in those moments, you have one or two options. You can sit and continue to work through it or you can get up and you can walk away and come back and revisit it when you feel more aligned. Mm. 
That's beautiful too, because I think people feel like we just, if it's not there right now, that it's never going to come. And I think forgiveness plays such a massive role in that. And I would love for you to just share, you know, along the way of everything that you've done and you're doing, how do you have a forgiveness practice? What do you do? What do you say? How do you use it? Yeah, well, as you'll know from my book, I don't really believe in the word forgiveness. And the reason is, is because saying that you need to forgive someone is is a judgment. You're saying that what they did was wrong. And my aim in life is to live as judgment free as possible. Like, you know, from the moment we wake up, we're judging ourselves and we're judging other people. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm ugly. You're skinny. My thighs are fat. Yours are better. You know, so from the moment we wake up and we walk into the bathroom and we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're judging ourselves. Oh, you got bags under your eyes. Or, oh, you know, we're judging constantly. Then we get out on the street and we're like, oh, that dress is really ugly that that girl's wearing. Or that wasn't very nice that that person cut me off. Or we're just constantly judging. And if we live in that state, I can tell you now that that's a very quick way to unhappy land. Mm. <laughs> and, it's not a way, it's not a fulfilling, fun way to live. So for me, my aim is to live as judgment-free as possible. So I'm constantly catching myself and I'm like, oh, I just judged her. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. You know, what is it in her that I'm not seeing within myself? Or what is it in her that I'm neglecting within myself? Because whenever we judge someone else, it's just a mirror for us. Mm. So with forgiveness, it's the same thing. It's like when we say, I need to forgive that person, we're saying, well, what they did is wrong and I'm right. And there is a front and a back to everything. Mm-hmm. And one incident to one person can seem right and just and, and you know, fair. And then to another person, it could seem unjust and completely wrong. It's all about perspective and what is true for you. So for me, instead of forgiving, I say letting go. Mm. I am going to choose to let this situation go now. I am going to choose to let this situation or this person or this whatever's happened, I'm going to choose to make, let it go. And that conscious act of choosing to let it go is really liberating and freeing. And it doesn't mean that you can't feel the anger or frustration. Absolutely. Get pissed off, feel angry, feel frustrated, feel sad, feel whatever it is that you need to feel in that moment. But then once you've fully and completely felt it, You can come to that place within yourself where you say, I am ready to let this go. Mm. Mm. Woman. I loved that. You just totally rocked my world on, on, cause you know, I always think in my mind of my forgiveness practice, how much can I forgive today? But you really just shifted my word to free. How much can I free myself? How free can I be today? Oh, you rocked my world. I love that. Okay. Exactly. It's about, it's about liberating yourself. Mm. It is totally about liberating yourself, not about Um, condoning what someone else has done. You're just simply liberating yourself, freeing yourself. Mm, I love that because so much of what we do, you know, I I think that I am in the whole self-love world because obviously it's what I need the most. So I'm constantly my honestly, my, my biggest student. So I love the word free. It just really, Mm. really actually pulls so much of any pressure that we don't even realize we're applying on ourselves off. So thank you for that. That was a total gift. Um, so I want to know more about your book. What are you, what would you say? Are you most excited about your book? Is it, um, you know, sharing all of the things in one spot? What is that for you? I guess my book is the book I wish I had have been given when I was younger. Mm. It is the home to all of the wisdom that I've experienced over the years homed in one beautiful spot to help you live your best life, to help you master your inner mean girl and become wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy and bursting with love. It is the guide 
for anyone to living their best life. And I'm so excited that it's all in packaged in one beautiful book that people can access at any moment. Mm, I love that. Do you have um, any favorite lessons from your book? The most powerful lesson is choosing love over fear, which I spoke about briefly before, mm-hmm. and it's the first section of my book uh, because I believe, like I mentioned before, you know, fear is hardwired into modern society mm-hmm. and it's not what we're taught. So it's something that we have to relearn because it is our birthright. Love is our birthright. We're born into this world as beautiful, whole, perfect little beings And then along our journey, we get conditioned and things happen to us and we get told no and someone calls us ugly, someone breaks our heart, someone abandons us in inverted commas and we let all of these things and situations shape us. And it's enough to, you know, even affect the strongest of people. So, um, Choosing love over fear is probably the most radical lesson in the whole book because you can apply it to every single area of your life. Oh, I love that. So I have to ask you because I'm finishing a book right now and I want to hear about your process for everybody who, you know, I, um, I talked to so many people who want to either get something out creatively like we had talked about or, um, really aren't happy because they're not expressing fully or finishing something that they know they really want to get out there. What was your process like? What what was the most challenging part of your process and how did you get through it? I think the most challenging part was the final editing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because you're on a deadline and mm. I read my book from top to bottom. So that's like 70 to 75,000 words. Mm. And um, I would read it going through it with um, like a fine tooth comb and making sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed. And, you know, obviously you have editors and proofreaders to do that work as well, but, you know, you want to do it yourself but there was a point where I was like, am I going crazy? Have I already said this? Like, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I've already said this, but I hadn't already said it. I've just read my own book so mm. many times that I'm like, I think that was, I mean, and it's not even that bad, but mm-hmm. that was, I think the challenging part is just, you know, the, those final edits mm. because there's, there's a, a deadline that that's it. And, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not one of those people who hand in their manuscript early. You know, I was still editing it till the last second until my publisher was like, give me the manuscript, Melissa. And I'm like, <laughs> really? No, it's not done yet. It's not done. And they're like, it's never done. It's mm. it's never complete, ever. Mm. It's like a piece of a piece of art, like a work of art, like a sculpture, you know. <laughs> There's always something that, you know, you could fix or something like that. So when she, my publisher said to me, hand it over now, like you've got to hand it over now. I was like, oh, okay, All right, I should hand it over. <laughs> I love hearing that just because I think it's, I think it's so important for people to know that it's never going to feel perfect. There's always more work to be done. And you're even cha- like, I'll go back and read the beginning of my book and I don't even feel like the same person. Like I could rewrite oh, yeah. what I had written and it's, it's like this letting go or detaching from what it, it's almost just like, get it out of my hands. Let's just get it out there so that I can, and not that you don't want to have anything to do with it. You just want to get it out so that you can either start moving on to something new or so you can start talking about it or get going to the next phase. So when people are, I think that's the thing with a lot of women that I meet is, you know, perfectionism and thinking that it has to be a certain way. Is there something that you do around, you know, especially cause you're in it right now, like you, you are in it or with your final edits, like, is there something that you do to just detach? I guess, you know, going and connecting with mother nature really helps me detach diving in the ocean. Mm. Um, those sorts of things really help me detach And perfectionism is your mean girl. Perfectionism is your ego and it will keep you stuck and locked in fear. And 
never releasing or launching anything, you know, that, that mean girl voice of it's not good enough or it's, you're not smart enough or it's not perfect. You know, if I had that mentality, I would never post on social media. I would never post, you know, I post every Thursday on my blog, you know, a one and a half thousand to 2000 word article every week. Um, if I let perfectionism and my mean girl run the show, then I would never put out any work ever. Mm-hmm. So there's there, I know there's so many women right now listening who, um, maybe look at you and look at your site and say, I either want that or, oh my gosh, everything is perfect. Um, what are some of the things that are, what's your biggest challenge right now? Or what are some challenges that you seem to run into for yourself? I'm still mastering my main girl. You know, I, I still master my main girl every single day. We have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. That's for women and men have around 40,000. Mm-hmm. And that might mean that when you embark on this journey to living from your heart, that you might have to master your inner mean girl 60 to 80,000 times a day. And that's okay. And that's what happened to me when I first started. And then it lessens and it might be 40,000 and then 30,000 and then 10,000. And then you might get to a point where you only have to do it like once or twice a day. And you might go a whole day without a mean girl thought. And then you might go a day where you have 50 and or a thousand and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I back here again? But it's all progress. And for me, I am so deeply committed to mastering my mean girl, not only for myself, but for the women I serve and the women that in my tribe and others. I want to do this for others so that I can be of service to other people. And those days where I'm like, I don't want to do this for myself. Like other people are my inspiration. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that get me out of bed. And I'm like, right. I don't want to freaking meditate. I feel like crap, but I'm going to do it because for, for everyone else, I'm going to do it for humanity. And I know that might sound really strange, but that's what gets me through. No, that's so great. And I love that a lot of the questions I'm asking you keep going back to the things that, you know, you keep saying, get in nature, get out, connect, whatever that is, because it's so true. I, I, I literally have like five other questions on here and I'm like, she's going to go back to her rituals because <laughs> I literally, you know, keep hearing it in your voice. It's the things that make you happy. It's the things that make you feel good. It's, it's the things that really, you know, get you outside of, uh, like you say, your, your mean girl voice. So how big of a role I know for me, like this year connection is one of my biggest themes. It's one of the reasons I started this podcast so I could have an excuse to talk to amazing people like you um, and just connect because that's what makes me super happy. So connection, I know that you have your goddess group. I know that you love events. I love live events too. What do you, you know, for so many people, they don't connect. I think when we are, um, maybe when we're stuck, I feel like we really isolate ourselves. So if maybe I'm isolating myself right now, or I'm scared of everything right now, what are, what are some of the ways that I could start connecting? I absolutely love this because I just wrote a massive article on connection and sisterhood. So this is something that I as well feel very passionate about because when you are feeling icky, we do, we isolate ourselves. We let our mean girl say we're not worthy of this friendship or we're not worthy of going out. And for so many years, I just sat behind my laptop and, you know, I had an amazing and I have an amazing online community. My God, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> the people in my tribe, I'm just obsessed. But it got a, to a point a couple of years ago where I was like, hmm, I am craving that feminine divine energy connection. Mm. So that's how the goddess group was born. And we meet every second Tuesday and it's the most beautiful sacred space here in Sydney. And I, whenever I'm traveling, I, I create a goddess group wherever I'm going. And um, then I've also created the goddess group on demand. So we record each one and you can be part of the goddess group online, which is amazing. But we've really lost touch with 
the power of connection. You know, if you look back to traditional cultures and especially in Australia, like indigenous cultures, everything was done in tribes and communities. There was all of the women would gather around and they would bring up the children together whilst the men went off and hunted, you know, so there was like a whole tribe of women bringing up children, not just one mum at home mm. by herself. And we would, there was always celebrations and ceremonies and, you know, offerings and we would dress up and paint our bodies and we would share food and we would bring offerings to the gathering. And that sense of community and connection was really prominent. And over the years, we have completely lost touch of that. We spend so much time in our boxes that we call home and just us and our partners. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I am a massive advocate for, you know, alone time as well because I think that is equally as powerful. But we have we isolate ourselves and we isolate ourselves out of fear. Because our main girl will say, oh, well, we, should do, we should be able to do this alone and we should be able to be um, an amazing mother to three children under the age of five and work part-time and be a goddess around the house at the same time. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, there would be whole tribes that would help through that process, especially with a newborn. The mother wouldn't lift a finger when she was just newly birthed a baby for months for at least the first three months it would just be the mother and the baby building their connection Mm -hmm. people would bring her food they would you know wash they would do she would not lift a finger she wouldn't be cleaning the house Mm -hmm. she wouldn't be attending to the other children she wouldn't be you know um back to work or doing dishes or making food people would bring her food and people would really support her and we've really lost touch with that and it's quite sad and if we look back we can gain a lot from those traditional cultures and one of my favorite things to do is to bring people together and everyone always says you're I'm a connector they're like Melissa you're an amazing connector and that's what I love doing I love bringing like-minded people together and connecting them and I'm always that person who's like right okay I need to connect you with so and so and so you you know and I'm always that person because I want to share the love and I love doing it it makes it lights me up doing it but we've really lost touch with it and I want to ask everyone you know reflect on how you could add some more community or connection into your life whether it's you know a monthly catch up with your girlfriends or just something, a dinner or, you know, one of my favorite things is dinner parties. I love cooking up delicious, healthy feasts and having people come over. I love that. It's one of my favorite things. And it's really important that we stay connected with that. We don't have to do this thing called life alone. Wow. I love that. You're like inspiring me to get more on my calendar. Um, (laughs) yes, it's equally as important to have that alone time and connection because I think for me, I just, you, you know, I, especially when you're trying to create something, I feel like you think you just need to grind and get your work done. And, and, um, I think, you know, I isolated myself for a while doing that, growing my business. And now it's like connecting. I'm, it, it it really does intensify and magnify your life. So, you know, and you, you do, like you said, you, you're a master connector, you are connecting people and things go quicker and you get connected to the people that you need by being out in the areas where people are connecting. And I really do believe it's just really beautiful soul food. You just feel a full that you can't get anywhere else in your life when you're connecting with amazing people. So, with your book, which would be another great thing to connect over for people to read the book, do it together, connect, <laughs> talk yes. about it, weekly book clubs. That's huge, you guys. That's so much fun because you're learning and connecting, and this would be a great book to do it over. Um, Melissa, is there anything else that you want to share about your book? Well, speaking about community, which is, again, one of my most favorite things to do is bring people together. Um, I've created the Mastering Your Mean Girl 10-week activation program. Mm. So 
with this program, you have to read the book first or you can read chapter one and then do week one and then read chapter two and then do week two um, or you can read the whole book and then do the whole 10-week program. Uh, the reason I created that is because reading a book isn't enough anymore. We've got to really take inspired action and implement the things that we've read about into our lives and the best way to do that is you know, by taking inspired action and and having someone hold you accountable. And that's exactly what the program does. And we've got an amazing online community. We've got a private Facebook group, a Mastering Your Mean Girl Babes Facebook group. Um, Everyone shares their lessons and their realizations and and their um, aha moments and their little tips and their tricks. And the most beautiful thing is, is just support. It's an online place to ask questions, feel heard, feel held and feel safe. And that's what's beautiful. And, you know, women are meeting up They're They're creating meetups in their areas and they're doing book clubs and they're, you know, holding each other accountable to do the work. And that's, I think, what is so beautiful about the online community. And I've also got the Mastering a Mean Girl Meditations So there's 10 chapters in the book, 10 weeks in the program and 10 meditations. So each meditation complements each chapter in the book um, and helps you really ingrain and and deeply implement what you've read in each chapter. Mm, Sounds amazing. (laughs) Okay, so where can, just one more time, where can we find your book? Where can we find you, follow you, all that fun stuff? Well, you can, everything is at melissaambrosini.com or if you want uh, specific book stuff, which you can get through the site anyway, you can head to masteringyourmeangirl.com and then I'm on all social media platforms. Come and play with me on Snapchat, Mm -hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Pinterest, on I'm on everything Um, and all of those details are on my website, melissaambrosini.com or uh, masteringyourmeangirl.com and like I said before you can head on to Amazon and get your copy of my book straight away or you can head to a bookshop and get it from there it's totally up to you but um, share your images of you reading your book and your insights on social media and uh, I'd love to meet you virtually and then hopefully meet you in person one day Yay! awesome I have three um, fun rapid fire questions for you before yes. we go Perfect. Okay. So most exciting thing in your life right now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's so many. Um, I'm off. Oh, well, I've got the goddess group tonight, which I'm really excited about because I just freaking love it so much. It's <laughs> really like my favorite thing on the planet to do. I've got three big speaking gigs this week. So I've got the goddess group tonight. On Saturday, I'm, uh, I've got a big speaking gig in Melbourne, Australia, um, which is called the Wellness Festival. And then on Sunday, I've got another goddess group in Melbourne. So I'm flying to Melbourne this weekend. So I, I think they're probably, you know, mm. there's some things that I'm really excited about. Um, and then I'm excited that the sun's shining and mm. maybe this afternoon I might be able to squeeze in a little swim down at the beach. Oh man, I love it. And and I'm jealous we cannot be at your speaking events, but maybe we'll be able to um, catch them virtually. Okay. Favorite meal? Uh, my husband makes the most amazing slow cooked, organic, grass fed, grass finished lamb curry with cauliflower rice. And it is just heaven. It's amazing. He's an amazing cook. And that recipe is in my ebook, The Glow Kitchen, which if you want to check out, you can check it out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me know the next time I will fly there. It might take me two days, but I'll be there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So last one, you are on an elevator with someone. You have very, maybe 30 seconds and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What would you say? Choose love over fear Mm. in every moment. And adopt an attitude of gratitude. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for being on, Melissa. I have the deepest gratitude for you for coming on. I know you're so busy right now. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I am just so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm grateful that we got to have this time together. 
and uh, I'm grateful for you and I want to acknowledge you and thank you for connecting and uh, I'm so grateful that you started a podcast so that (laughs) we could have a chat. Yes, me too. Well, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure that you share it with a friend who needs it. And until next time, make sure you go out and you earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. 
and it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. 